Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving businesses and individuals the tools they need to make themselves as best they can be in this business world. So today we're going to have a lot of fun because we're going to be talking podcasting, TV broadcasting, all sorts of very cool things, internet radio, all those various things. So please join me in welcoming Lynn Brene to our program. Hey, Deb. <laughs> so, That's okay. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those, I actually write it out phonetically. And for those of you out there who are considering having your own programs, yes, always make sure that you know how to say your guest's name. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, Brunette, so important. Brunette, Lynn Brunette. So there we go. Perfect, perfect. Well, before we really jump in, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. <clears throat> So success coach Lynn Brunette is the co-creator and co-host of Grit and Grace TV and the director of business development for our very own Mile High Radio. Through her years of experience as a podcaster, network and station owner, she consults with podcasters and radio hosts on personalized creation, launch and strategy to effectively expand and broadcast their message. Lynn loves connecting people to what they need. And she believes that change can happen quickly when you find both your inner and outer voice. And she is committed to getting people into action to create a lifestyle that supports their work without giving up who they are or what they value. So again, Lynn, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited to be here because I can talk about what we're going to talk about all day and night long. Right. You know, and it's it's it, not only is it fun, obviously it is fun for us because we are in this business, but it is an incredible business tool. And so that's really what we want to talk to folks today about is why they should do this and then how they can do it. And we've had, you know, some some people on before who've talked about how to do podcasting. So we've talked about, you know, what mic to have, what software to have, all those various things. But we want to really go more into the, the whys and how to get set up and all these various things. Um, it's funny. I was having lunch with someone recently and they said, oh, my gosh, we're just in awe of what you do with your radio program. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but what they meant was they didn't think it was anything they could do. You know, they, they couldn't find guests. They couldn't do the, the technical aspects. They couldn't talk that long. You know, <laughs> certainly not a problem that I have. Um, but it is something that I think is kind of a frightening prospect to folks. So let's let's take a step back, though, and really explore why a business should consider, and, and we'll initially start talking podcasting, but we'll expand that. So why should a business want to do something like podcasting? I think because it helps add to, uh, you know, establish credibility. Like you were saying, people are in awe, right? It's people will say, oh, wow. And they absolutely think it's something that they couldn't do. And I thought that too, when I got into it just over eight years ago. So it helps establish some credibility, but it also creates a brand awareness. And, you know, we live, we live in a global age with, with internet and social media. Now we just live in a global age. We're just so much closer to each other. Now Mm -hmm. there is no separation. And it really helps. And especially if you have a global business with, you know, customers, clients, then it's a great way to reach out. You're not limited to your backyard, although local podcasts that only focus on their backyard work very well, too. Right. You know, and 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 it is something that, you know, when people are thinking about it, I'm pretty sure they can do, you know, and, and there are people who, who, you know, maybe aren't skilled in speaking, so they might need to work on something like that. But do they go to networking events and stand up and tell people what they do? Probably. Um, you know, are they able to make sales calls to tell people what they do? Well, hopefully. But more importantly, you know, depending on the format of their program, can they ask those questions? You know, and, and I think that's what ends up being... Sometimes one of the most intimidating things is, you know, are they going? What are they going to talk about? 
And how are they going to do it? So this is funny. I love I love computers. My computer just told me it wanted to do an update. Um, And I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) You know, know, that is one of those issues that sometimes you have to deal with with technology is, you know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. always play nice. But that's right. It is something that, as we said, you know, every business person should think about doing it. My program is an hour long. That's fairly long, you know, and and so maybe it's that somebody does a 15-minute program and that works out perfectly fine. Mm. It's what works best for them to tell their story. Yes, absolutely. There's, you know, there is no right or wrong in this mm-hmm. audio world. Uh, you can do a 15-minute. You can do a 10-minute if you want. Right. It, it's all up to you and what works. I think before... Before you begin, the only thing you really need to know is, you know, what what is the purpose of why you're doing it? Is it right. to is it to build your network or is it to share your expertise? Because that'll mm-hmm. affect the way you do a show. Right. And so whether you're going to have a solo show or whether you're going to have guests or whether you're going to have a mix, but why is it that you want to have the show? And you mentioned, you know, do you stand up at networking events and talk? Are you able to call people? Well, there's some people that started out in podcasting who absolutely are terrified of doing that. Right. And, you know, I know a lot of people that got into this because – they wanted to get over that fear of talking to people and wanted to be able to ease the anxiety that they felt. So there really is, you know, there, I always tell people, you know, just do it, just do it. And it doesn't matter the way that you do it, but you need to understand that what is the purpose of why you're going to do it? Mm -hmm. Are you building the network? Are you sharing your expertise? For some people, they've already built a huge network. They have a huge catalog of knowledge and resources, and they just need another way to get that out there. And it's a good idea to do that now because we're global. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to get to know people. And on social media, it's it's words. It's so one-dimensional. And people mm-hmm. may not pick up on the essence of who you are, the intention behind your words. So this is a great way, especially if, say, some people can talk, you know, behind a mic, but get them on video. And that's a whole other story. Right. So it's a great way to be able to connect and engage with your listeners, because that really is the determining factor in the success of why you're doing this. What's the engagement of your audience? Numbers? Forget it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and let's let's be honest about this. Unless you're somebody who has a name, you know, one of those names in marketing and business and whatever your field is that anybody you talk to is going to recognize, your listenership is probably going to be fairly small, you know, so get over it. You know, Uh it's the same thing with social media. You know, these people that tell me, well, I want my Facebook page to have 10,000 fans. (laughs) Okay, that looks impressive. But if those, you know, if 9,999 of those people would never, ever buy your product or your service, then it's not any good at all, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. so, you know, but if, if maybe you have 200 who absolutely love what you do and more importantly, want to tell other people about it, then that's the numbers you should aim for. So you know, yes. people shouldn't get caught up in the numbers of how many people subscribe to the podcast or listen or all of those various things. That's right. Because just like in business, mm-hmm. in selling, your best customer is your current customer. Because they already love you, they already value, they're already a loyal cheerleader for what you do. So, yeah, I'd rather have 50 or 100 extremely engaged people that are your, you know, they're out there spreading the word. They're the ones, word of mouth will will always be the number one uh, source uh for your success. Right. So, yeah, I'd rather have engaged people. But numbers, yeah. People get so caught up in numbers. The only number I ever tell when I consult with podcasters and radio hosts, and I did this with my hosts on my network and station, is shoot, you know, don't compete with others. Compete with yourself. Right. And always try and be better the next day. You know, we look at number, numbers come in all the time, and I'm always on top of what's going on in this world. Mm-hmm. Try to shoot for about 
200 listens or downloads per episode. Mm -hmm. That keeps you in a very high median of percentages of all the podcasts that are out there. You know you're doing very well if you can average around 200 an episode. Mm -hmm. Shoot for that. Don't shoot for, you know, like you were saying, the thousand likes on your show page or, you know, 10,000 downloads an episode. Sure, that would be great, but you don't, you don't really know the engagement of those people. So just, you know, the only goal is at least shoot for about 200 an episode. Right. Well, and from a marketing perspective, you know, I always believe people should look at the numbers. You know, for one thing, you want to you want to keep track. You know, if you were at 200, 200, 200, 150, hmm, well, what happened? You know, did yeah. you change formats? Did, you know, is there something wrong with your technology? I mean, you know, it, it might sound absolutely fabulous, but, you, you know, somehow when you upload it or, you know, something, you know, something happened. So do pay attention to the numbers, um, you know, to, to that degree. And, you know, and look at specific programs. You know, did you have a program that you had 500 listeners on or, you know, on, on iTunes, it just really went out of the ballpark. Was it the guest? Was it the topic? You know, all of those various things. Yeah. And, you know, always yeah. you know, keep that in mind because the, the numbers are important, but it's not, you know, it's not the be all end all. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you can't. You know, you can't just look at one show that dramatically dropped and wonder, even right. in one month, because mm -hmm. that's the thing. It's so difficult to tell. It could be the time of year. Right. You know, it could be all kinds of things. And unfortunately, we will never be able to get an idea unless it stays consistent, a yes. drop stays consistent, mm -hmm. or the growth stays consistent. Uh, minor drops in a short period of time. You will, you may never know what that is unless, mm -hmm. and that's where an engaged audience comes in handy because then you get the feedback from them going, I didn't like these past shows that you had, right. or you changed the way you did that. And that's where an engaged audience becomes extremely valuable, mm -hmm. far beyond numbers. But yeah, I, I look at numbers only in terms of your personal growth mm -hmm. as far as best practices as a host and sort of the way you're going. If you've done a dramatic change, if you've switched, say, from having guests to being solo and you see that's made a difference. So numbers in terms of your personal growth. Right. Now, if you want to get to sponsorships, that's a di different mm -hmm. thing. And, right. you know, that's a whole different story there. Well, but they don't understand it either, though. No. They don't really understand it. They're going by a very uh, linear view of mm -hmm. numbers because we will never know. people. You could have 5,000 downloads of an episode and you could have 1% actually go back and listen to it. Mm -hmm. Downloads mean nothing. Right. You know, and, and just because it's playing doesn't mean they're listening. Um, it was funny. I had someone one time, and this has been a while ago, so I, I don't know if she still does this. She told me she listened to every program four times. And I went, oh. why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, especially because it's an hour long. Yeah. And she said it was because she had it on while she was doing other things. Yeah. And she knew it was great content, but she would pick up, a, you know, something different each time. So mm -hmm. she listened to it, you know, that many times. And, and, you know, and I'm thinking I probably would have just listened to it once and paid attention. But, you know, it, that was the format that worked for her. Yeah. So, you know, again, yeah. you know, and and we do we a lot of times have noise that's on, you know, and and especially if you are, you know, one of the internet radio stations, it's just like a regular radio station. You have yeah. it on, but you're not really paying attention to that content. So again, the numbers, you know, questionable on those. Um, you know, it, again, it's it's nice to see them. I mean, you know, I look at my numbers and, and I'm impressed. I like my numbers, um, <laughs> you know, but I've been doing this a long time. And, yes. You know, but at the same point, it's lots of little ones that add up. Um, yes. You know, and, and so it's and, and, you know, one of the things that you do need to look at is, you know, where you're hosting your podcast. Can they give you those numbers? Um, you know, and and so, you know, you, you need to be able to look at that. If you're, you know, uploading to, to uh, Google Play, to Spreaker, to, you know, iTunes, can you look at the numbers there? Um, now, unfortunately, they don't show numbers until they start being bigger. 
you know, they're not going to waste their time showing, okay, there were five downloads. But, you know, you want to be able to access those numbers again so you can tell, are you on the right track? Yes. Well, and and it it really doesn't matter that they that those sources don't show the numbers mm-hmm. because you'd have to go and individually check them all. And that's right. why we, mm-hmm. that's why podcasters and radio hosts have uh, a podcasting platform mm-hmm. that th- all those places pull your episode from, because that gives you the numbers for all of those different distribution sites. Right. So, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, like I said, it is fun sometimes to look at the numbers, you know, I'm, I'm looking at mine right here. And I've, you know, because I use Buzzsprout, and so they've got very good tracking software. Um, and now, like I said, I've been doing this a long time, since 2011. Um, and so my all-time total plays, and these are just the people listening to the archive, is approaching 79,000. That's a lot of numbers. My last mm-hmm. seven days is 2,774. Nice. So, you know, but again, you know, that doesn't mean that 2,774 people actually listened. You know, they might have listened to five seconds and went, ugh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, you know, hey, click the wrong button or, you know, all those various things. But, yeah. you know, it, it does help, and we'll talk later in the program, about sponsorship. That's called Hello Money Coming In. Um, and, and because they want to see those numbers. But one of the other things that I also find cool, and, and you touched on this briefly, was you want to be able to know where people are listening from, um, especially if you have a product or a service that can be worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I'm looking at Buzzsprout and it, it only tells me the last episode, the last five episodes or the last 10 episodes. So I'm looking at the last 10 episodes. And according to this, 50% of my listeners were in the United States. Now, that's kind of surprising. 31% were in Japan. Mm-hmm. And six percent Spain, six percent Australia, six percent United Kingdom, and one percent India. For a long time, I had this whole little group of listeners that were out of Germany. That was really bizarre. Um, but you know, you you should be looking at the fact that you know, oh hey, do I have a product that someone in Asia would be interested in? Mm-hmm. And you know, and if so, is my product? You know, and, and again, we're assuming that you're doing this to build business, you know, whether it's a, a, that you're doing an, uh, an interview format or, you know, however you're doing your program, um, you know, it's it, you you want to make money. You know, we yes, we love to chat and do these various things, but you're hoping to drive people to your website. So, you know, do I have a product that somebody in Asia really would be interested in? Um, and so that's where some of these fun numbers come in to be able to look at who the heck are these people and where are they listening from? Yes. And well, and yeah, you can then direct, uh, you can dedicate certain shows to uh, that you know might appeal to that to see what the response is it going to, what the response is going to be. Right. I just wanted to mention something, <clears throat> excuse me, about numbers mm-hmm. is for those that are thinking about starting out. Uh, numbers can be a real deterrent to people who start out. What I find is so different now, because you've been doing it since 2011, Mm -hmm. I've been doing it since 2009, Mm -hmm. and numbers is what kills a lot of people who get into it. They get into it really excited, they start out, and after six months they go, oh, well, I'm only getting like 50, 100 listeners or downloads per episode and then they get frustrated and then they give up and they pod fade mm-hmm. and that is sad to me and th- this instant gratification society I mean if you talk to any podcaster that's been around for a long time they'll tell you hey things didn't start turning around and getting traction till at least a year or two years two years seems to be the magic number so mm-hmm. you know it's either people are really in they're like gung-ho in passionate about this or they're not and they just thought they'd try something else Mm -hmm. so you know it's you have to be engaged that's why you don't want the numbers to be the focal point of what you're doing if you're on social media to grow your business and you're plugging away at it every day remaining consistent which is another thing that I 
I see will fall to the wayside as far as people mm-hmm. promoting. That's the number one mistake I see podcasters do all the time. They're never consistent in promoting their right. show and they mm-hmm. don't do it enough because people forget. So don't look at the numbers if you're starting out. Don't be don't feel defeated. Don't be deflated if things go down a little bit. That's why it's I try and steer people away from the numbers because right. that mm-hmm. You know, there could be a potential great host or show or something down the line, and they're going to stop because their numbers aren't great. Mm-hmm. People have to get to know you. Right. You know, and and maybe it is an indication that, you know, the format needs to be changed or, you know, they're, they're not promoting it properly. You know, they, they need to, to rethink their strategy, which is where you can come in and, and uh-huh. help them with that. Oh, and you just went away. Oh, there we're back. See, and and then of course technology fades. So that's right. You know, <laughs> so I was saying, you know, that's where you can come in and and really help them with knowing if you know the right strategy. Mm, yeah. So with some people, I will. They'll come to me right from the beginning. They don't even have a show name. They don't even they don't even know what they're going to do or how they're going to focus or whether it's going to be a solo show or a panel show or you know an interview show. So I will help. I will talk to them about. What is their business? What is it that they do? What do they want to get out of it? What's the reason for doing it? And then I help them brainstorm that and set them up for launch because launch, pre-launch is really important in terms of that's where you start building your loyal following before you even launch is so important. So I help them with that. And then if people are noticing, maybe, you know, they're getting consistent numbers, but they want to grow Mm -hmm. and now they've gotten comfortable and how can they push the envelope a little bit? How can they go to the edge a little bit? So I will con- consult with um, hosts on that. So what? Right. where are we going to go now? How are mm-hmm. we going to up the ante on this? Mm-hmm. Because then they'll find out, wow, I'm really loving this. Mm-hmm. And I really want this to be a huge platform. Because the mistake is you have to treat your show as a business almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to. If you want it to go somewhere and you want to reap the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it is good to you know review things. You know, occasionally, excuse me, and think. You know, do I change? I changed my program. You know, for many years, we focused predominantly on talking with people about social media and how to use it as a business tool. Great information. You know, part of the reason I do this is I just have so much fun talking with all these experts. You know, to to me, this is just it's very cool to get to know people. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much that you can talk about with social media. You know, the, the, the tactics are kind of the same, you know, it's, you know, all these various things. So I made the decision to expand to talk more about just general business topics. Sure, we still talk social media, but, you know, we I'm, I had guests on that talked about direct mail, marketing, advertising. Um, we've even delved into how to make your body more healthy in order to be a better business person. You know, mm-hmm. all of these various things. And so it, it did. It took a, uh, you know, we renamed the program, we rebranded it, and you know, I, it's something that I think was was you know it was time to do. And and so you know, somebody can always think about that. You know, if if it's not going the way they want, is that why? You know, have they just not quite hit that hot button? Absolutely. And I love that you did that. And I see a lot of people so nervous when they start out and they've been doing it, you know, six months or a year and they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, now that it, cause you know, it's going to evolve for anybody that's thinking I I might want to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, don't get too caught up in having everything set in stone because it, it, it's going to, you're going to evolve. You're going to, you're going to meet people and you're going to, you're going to get into your groove with it and you're going to see, Hmm, I think I want to go this way now. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to rebrand. Don't be afraid to change it because you're going to evolve. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but some people are so afraid of doing that. Don't be afraid They're You know, audiences are extremely forgiving Mm-hmm. Very forgiving. If they love you, people turn it, tune into a show for the host. Right. We watch Ellen and Jimmy Fallon and Oprah. We watch them because of them. Mm-hmm. Now, if they had a topic or a guest that we liked, well, that's just the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people will be forgiving. They will follow you. They will stick with you through these changes because it's you. They love you and they like your style and they like the energy. 
So people have to remember that. It's not all about getting the right guest or that's the cherry on top. Because Mm -hmm. if they don't like your voice or it doesn't matter what guest you have, they're not going to listen or they may, you know, painfully listen if they don't like the host. So people listen because of the host. So don't be afraid to change. Right. Well, and that is part of what you need to think about when you're you're planning your, your program. You know, I tell my guests, we chat. And, and I love to think about this as you and I are just sitting across from each other having a cup of coffee yeah. you know, and, and talking business. Now, for some people that works, for some others it, it doesn't. I always ask my guests what are speaking points and subjects that they want to make sure that we cover. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, and obviously if they're, uh, selling a book, I almost always try and have read it. Yes. You know, and I love to have authors on it, but it's so funny because that's actually unusual that I've read it. I've had more than one that has told me, oh my gosh, you actually read it. And I said, well, how could I talk about it if I did? Yeah, yeah and, exactly. Now, you know, I skim it usually. And then if it's something that's very interesting, but I'm skimming it looking for things to talk about. Yeah. And, and that's just a skill that I have is to, to be able to skim content and, you know, and, and then be able to, to do that and take notes and, and all those various things. But, um, you know, I, I ask my guest what they want, but I always tell them we go where the conversation goes. Yes. You know, I've only ever had one that kind of freaked out when she gave me her speaking points. And, you know, and, and it was we will do one, then we will do two, then we will do three. And I'm like, oh, OK. And so we did one, two and three. And then the conversation naturally jumped to seven. And this was back when I still did the program live in the studio for Mile High Radio, and she was there with me also. And so I skipped to seven, and I got this deer-in-headlights look because <laughs> she had prepared to, you know, to, to do one, two, three, four, five. And, you know, and, and, but it, it really did just flow better to be able to skip ahead. So, yes. you know, again, that was, that's the format that I prefer is to be able to just have a conversation with somebody. And yes. for people who want it much more structured, well, you know, maybe that's they just need to go on to a different type of program. Yes. And I love that you say that because I see a lot of hosts uh, will give up their power. You have to remember it's your show. Mm-hmm. And right. don't give don't give the keys away to your guests. It's mm-hmm. your show. You're in charge. Uh, if that's the style that you like and somebody can't, you know, they're too nervous, then just like you said, maybe they need to be on another show where they will follow questions and, you know, verbatim. I don't operate that way either. I like Mm -hmm. it to be very natural because, yeah, I like to, I I like to have a conversation and see where it goes because you can plan all day long, but you'll get a nugget of something Mm -hmm. and you you want to run with that because right. that's what's interesting for people to listen to. But I see that all the time with hosts is I don't know what to do or the guest was really difficult and it was it was like pulling teeth to try and get mm-hmm. answers. I'd get one word answers, then shut down the show, wrap it up early, close it out right. early. Right. Well, it's your it's show. Funny. It's yeah. your yeah. show. I've only ever had one person who gave me very short answers. And it was somebody who does tons and tons and tons of media interviews. Which is very different. You know, if you're going on Fox News or, you know, CNN or whatever, you know that you have to give like a 10 second, you know, and and, and statement. So we got through about 10 painful minutes and I finally would start saying, well, tell me more about that. You know, and 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 then he got the idea. Oh, yeah. Hey, I I am supposed to, to talk more about this. And afterwards, he told me, he said, I got to tell you, I love this. He said, because I actually could talk about what I wanted to. But he was just in the habit of the very short answers. Um, Mm -hmm. I have had some guests that have kind of taken the program away from me. And, you know, and and that's always entertaining to, to, you know, but it's it's, it hasn't happened terribly often. Um, I did have one one time. It was really funny. We were having storms. And I had, you know, in advance had said now, you know, and and this was when, again, we were still doing the program live on Mile High Radio. And so I had said, you know, on the off chance that I get bumped off the Internet, please keep going and and I'll call back in and we'll get going again. And so, of course, I did. Power went out. You know, I got the power flickered. And so my Skype connection dropped for a second. And, you know, by the time I, you know, it took a couple minutes for me to get back in. He, of course, had carried on merrily with the conversation, just talking to himself 
And it actually took me a little bit to say, hello, I'm back. I'm back. Hello. (laughs) Um, But that is something to think about, though, as you're scheduling guests. You know, have they ever done this? Are they comfortable talking like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that that comes in as the skill of of the host, which will develop over time. Mm -hmm. You have to learn uh, how to not let your guest run away with your show, how Mm -hmm. to bring it back around if they get off topic. Some will get completely off topic. And if you know what your audience is looking for, you have to be able to bring that back around. But that's all learning. And, you know, listen to other shows and listen how to people for people to do that. And if that's difficult for you to do, then maybe you need to set up your show where you have uh, standard questions that you have all the time. Like there's some shows that do that. This is, they have a little bit of intro. They have a little bit of small talk. And now we're going to get into, these are the standard questions that I ask every guest. Right. Right. You know, and, and then you're right. Then it's very structured. Everybody knows what to expect and it goes, you know, usually fairly well. I mean, sometimes you'll still have glitches, but, you know, you you will learn how then to deal with it. Yeah. And if you want to keep, keep, keep control, then make sure you ask questions that are that aren't open ended. Right. If you yeah. find you'll you'll learn if it's a guest that goes on and on and on, then don't don't have your questions open ended then mm-hmm. have them, you know, so they're very the, the answer is going to be short. Yeah, there's just yeah. so many tricks to learn. And as we said, it does take practice. You know, I, I go back mm. and I listen to some of my early programs. I'm like, oh, um, you know, and, and, and that is one thing. Listen to your own program. What are people hearing when you're doing the program? You know, part of it you want to catch, okay, is the audio good? All those various things. Do you talk too fast? Do you say, um, uh, you know, all those various things, you know, that, as I say, you know, are you making background noises or are there background noises? I you know, have shared before that I have this you know, fancy blue uh, snowball microphone and it came with a, a stand for my desk. You know, that was great. It was there. But I have this habit of kind of moving about and touching my desk while we're doing this because you know, I'm talking with my hands <laughs> even though people can't see me. Yeah. And it sounded like an explosion every time. You know, or are you the person that as you're sitting here, you've, you've got the pen? Yeah, you know, all these various things. So listen to your own program. You want to know. And and it's funny. It's it can be painful, but it should be a learning experience Yeah, to to listen and know, Okay, is this this is what people are hearing? Am I talking too fast? Am I talking too slow? You know, how do you moderate your voice? Things like that. It doesn't have to be perfect, though. It really doesn't. If there is some sound, if there's a little bit of a excuse me, background, it like don't let that freak you out because right. it's it's it doesn't have to be perfect by any means if mm-hmm. people can hear if as long as it's not something that's really 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 annoying mm-hmm. uh then don't worry too much about it it don't you don't have to that doesn't have to be perfect it's mm-hmm. really uh how people connect with you and the content that you're sharing on your show mm-hmm. so People get so hung up on so many different little things and then they just don't want to do it and they don't even try. And really that's, I focus on helping people get started uh, quickly and easily because it doesn't have to be difficult. So I have a free guide that I will share with anybody to help get them up and going very simply, very simply. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So if people just want to reach out to me, I I can e- email that to people. Perfect. I love it. You know, and, and it is something that does seem kind of scary, but once you do it, you know, I love it. It's, it's one of the things that really is a highlight to what I do. And again, a big part of it is because I have such fabulous guests and I get to talk to so many cool people around the world. You know, it, 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 to me, it's just fun. And obviously, I like to talk, you know, all these various things. So that does play into it. But I'm also naturally curious about people. And, you know, and, and so I love being able to talk to people about their stories and how they can help folks. So that does kind of tailor into it. Is, you know, I just want to know more about the person and what they do. Absolutely. Uh, the, yeah, that's what I found fabulous about doing it was the connections I had made. Mm-hmm. Nice. So when I first started doing it, 
I did it as a way to promote my coaching practice. Mm -hmm. I never thought, oh, I've always wanted to be in radio. I just wanted to promote my practice, not realizing how much I would love it. And actually, Mm -hmm. that's what I spend the majority of my time doing now Mm -hmm. rather than coaching. So that is a huge, and things are always changing. And now, you know, I've moved into, you know, live stream broadcasting Mm -hmm. and that has changed. But that, that still plays a big part in terms of, podcasting because then I repurpose it. Right. You know, and, and I think that's something that really is important. So let's let's talk about that because you've got, you know, we mentioned it at the start, you have a great program called Grit and Grace with CJ Ripka. And it mm-hmm. is um, an online TV program is the, the easiest way to describe that. It is on YouTube. So tell us a little bit about that because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different format than what some people are used to. Absolutely. Well, you know, Facebook Lives and Instagram Stories and all of that has become a big thing. And, you know, CJ approached me. He had been doing live streaming for probably about a year. And he was the... I knew, And I knew him already through a a podcast group that we're both part of. And... Mm -hmm. He had been doing it for a while, and I was watching him do that, and I hadn't done that. I had done a couple of Facebook Lives, but mm-hmm. I was used to being behind the mic and nobody seeing me and you know right. me doing my show weekly in my pajamas with my cup mm-hmm. of coffee. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching that, and I was – because I always watch what's going on in this, this arena because – Having owned a radio station and having a network of hosts, I'm always on the lookout. So he approached me about doing it, and I was excited because I love learning something new. So we started doing this show, and and we were both of the same mind that we wanted to talk about things that people didn't want to talk about, Mm -hmm. that we saw that people wanted to talk about things that mattered, but people were afraid to start the conversation, and he is absolutely not afraid to start the conversation. So he's been a big inspiration to me personally. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of discussion about starting this live stream show, which is what we do. So we, we broadcast it, it goes live on so we that we can engage because that is a big trend is again, engagement Mm -hmm. with your audience. So it it is broadcast on, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, It is our channel is on YouTube. But then we also take it and we repurpose it as a podcast. Right. Which and, is And I love that. Fabulous. You know, because it, it does. It gives you two formats and some people want to see video. You know, they're sitting at their computer, they can do that. Other people want to listen as they're driving, working out, all those various things. Yeah, well, audio is still like the number one way that things are consumed. Just mm-hmm. because we are busy, people can do other things. And they're not they're not having to look at a screen to be able to to engage to hear us because people can always get in touch with us afterwards and share their thoughts and opinions. Mm-hmm. And some people just don't cross platforms. Right. Some people are on YouTube. That's how they mm-hmm. consume everything. So we want to be able to come to the people. We want to make it easy. And that's another thing that I see so much is people don't make it easy for their listeners Mm -hmm. to consume their information. I'll see people post about their show, but they don't post a link. Well, how are Mm -hmm. people going to listen to you? They don't know when, where to catch you, how to find you. So we cover all the bases. We are all the distribution sites, Mm-hmm. The the iTunes, the Stitcher. We're also on Mile High Radio now. We're on TuneIn Radio. Mm-hmm. You have to meet people where they are and make it easy. So if right. you find that you're not growing, what else could you be doing? Are you making it easy? Do you only mm-hmm. post about your show once a week if it's a weekly show? That is not enough. People right. forget. We're inundated. Mm-hmm. So grit and grace. I kind of got off a little bit because I That's wanted okay. to we'll, teach. We'll come but, back to promotion. <laughs> but Grit and Grace was about to up the ante on uh, conversation and engagement because we Mm -hmm. find that if someone's willing to start the conversation, other people are willing to join in. It's like, you know, the first person to raise their hand and ask a question gives permission for everybody else to do it. So we have found that people wanted to talk about certain topics, but you never saw them talk about it. But now we've got people that we know that are engaging and we've, we're getting comments and feedback from people going, wow, 
this has made a huge impact on my life and how we communicate. Communication is the key to healing and having better relationships, any kind of relationship, not just romantic, but Mm -hmm. we have all kinds of different relationships in our lives. That's what we wanted to do. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, I love that it's it's several different formats. Um, but you know, and, and for some people, the thought of doing video just absolutely terrifies them. You know, well, I, I love the fact that you know, I'm I'm sitting here in a t-shirt and I haven't you know haven't combed my hair. Um, you know, and and but that's not to say that you know if that you couldn't do that for video also. You know, I have a friend that does a quick uh, program on Facebook Live every morning. It's only about five minutes long. She hasn't combed her hair. She hasn't, you know, it's, it's, you know, a quick little business tips for the day. And part of the appeal is that's who she is. You know, that's if right. she stopped and did her makeup and yada, yada, yada. Well, for one thing, then it's going to be noon and, you know, all these various things. And, and you mentioned this at, at the, the start and as we've been going, this is all about getting to know the host and mm-hmm. knowing their personality, you know, and, and really connecting with them. And when you connect with them, that's when you'll turn them into rabid listeners and viewers. That's right. And and like you said, she will do her people will do their Facebook lives and they're not all done up. Some people are. It's really getting to know the real person. Mm-hmm. Some people will filter the way they speak because they don't want to offend people. But that, if that's not the way you are, you're not going to attract loyal listeners. You're not going to get the real people. So Mm -hmm. be yourself. If you're in yoga pants and a t-shirt and your hair isn't done and that's who you are, then be that person. Be yourself. Everybody's so trying to stand out. But if you're not being yourself, then you're not going to stand out and you're not going to attract the people that you really want to engage with. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people do this. A lot of people have a show just because they want to have a show, it's an outlet. Right. Some people are doing it to attract business. You want to attract people that you want to work with, customers that uh, are going to be, you know, raving fans. Mm-hmm. You got to be you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I tell people if they see me out in public, I want it to be the same person. Um, yeah. You know, and, and same with how you're posting on social media. You know, if you're so concerned with, how you're coming across all the time, you know, maybe you're very serious, but in real life, you're, you have this fabulous sense of humor. You know, there's, there's that disconnect and people are like, well, but, but I, I know that other person and that's yeah. what they wanted to work with. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. The, the one thing that I do watch, and, and this is just my personal thing, and, and, but part of it is because this also goes on Mile High Radio, is I do language is the is the one thing that I watch with my guests and and um, I had a guest one time who I knew she swore like a sailor, <laughs> you know, and that's what she posted on Facebook. That was you know that was who she was. Yeah, fabulous content. But I told her I said you can't do that. You know we we don't drop f bombs on my program, and you know and, and she said well then I can't be on the program. I said okay. Yeah, yeah. Because she needed to be authentic to herself. If she was so worried about filtering what she was going to say, then it wasn't going to work. Um, mm-hmm. I had another guest one time. It was so funny. He he on occasion said, you know, he, he had been known to, to use some words that, you know, would make you cringe. And so he went and, and, and I, you know, I tell them, OK, I can always edit that out. That's not a huge deal. But he actually brought his three-year-old daughter into the room with him because he doesn't swear in front of her. And it was just the funniest mm. thing in the world. But, you know, again, that's that's part of setting those expectations. You know, somebody needs to know we, we don't use that language. Um, and there's only been, in you know, knock on wood, the history of my program, one F-bomb ever dropped. And that was when we were still doing the program live. And it was like, oh, dear, oops. <laughs> and that person apologized profusely. You know, they knew yeah. that that wasn't acceptable. Um, but part of that, again, that comes back to your topic. I mean, we're talking business. So you don't swear like a sailor usually in, in business. If it is more like a program, like your, your grit and grace program, that's much more human is maybe, you know, and, and, and so if there's a little bit of colorful language, well, you know, that kind of goes with the topic. Mm, which there is because mm-hmm. I, I, I do drop F-bombs. I do say other words. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't unless a host tells me. I can be, prof- I, I can censor myself if that's, right. you know, if that, if a host's audience 
uh, or a host doesn't want that, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but on our show, yeah, we do because mm-hmm. I've, and it doesn't matter whether I talk about business or or right. real life topics. That's that because that's who mm-hmm. I am, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And I, when I had my radio show, um, I I would you know say the odd word, not always mm-hmm. the f bomb, but I would say the odd word because it fit appropriately for the way that I am. And then the the guest would be like, oh, I can say that. Okay. And I would tell them ahead of time, look, if you're going to say the odd word, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want it to be every second word. Right. And that Because then it's just eh. it, 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 it. You lose the effectiveness of the mm-hmm. content that you're right. sharing. But if you're going to say the odd word, then I'm fine with that. Because if that's who you are, that's who you are. So, Well, and sometimes it is used for emphasis, and that's okay. Um, but you yeah. know, I, partially I am here in the South where you don't use those words. Um, you know, so that was a little difficult transition for me. Not that I swore like a sailor, but you know, there were times where I wanted to, to, you know, it, it was just habit to use some of those words and there it's actually against the law in some places down here to use some of those words. So, you know, but really, but I know that, oh yeah. Um, you know, wow. so I, yeah, you know, I know that my audience really doesn't want to hear those words. Um, yeah. you know, and, and so that's fine. And that's your personal, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. your personal preference as a host. Right. It's your show. You yeah. do it the way you want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. right. Well, you know, one of the other things that I really want to make sure we talk about is actual internet radio. And for the folks who are listening to this program as the podcast version, um, it you know it is always initially broadcast on Mile High Radio, which is an internet radio station. Um, and but that's very different. Part of why I like that is it, hello, it has its own audience, but it makes me do it on schedule because you know you we talked about that you know it's, you have to be consistent all these mm. various things. But why are some reasons why someone might want to go with an internet radio station? And and again, you know, okay, we're total disclaimer here. Lynn is our director of business <laughs> development at Mile High Radio. So, you know, we're looking for new hosts, all those various things. But in general, why would someone want to go with an internet radio station? Well, I've done both. I started out with uh, internet radio, and then I was in podcasting, and have gone back to internet radio. So I, you know, I've seen both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Internet radio, um, you're benefiting from a group of other people, from other hosts mm-hmm. that are on the station. Right. A lot of times, they will have the the infrastructure, the equipment to be able to, you know, if you're not a tech person. Mm-hmm. then internet radio is a great way to go. Uh, also, the people that are involved with it, the owner, uh, someone like myself, uh, producers, they have good knowledge that can be helpful in mm-hmm. terms of making you sound good. Uh, if there's editing that needs to be done, uh, you know, to create an intro and an outro, the tech side is very helpful for people who right. either don't understand it or don't, just just don't, don't want, want to, to do it mm-hmm. and you know it and if you want to do it live on internet radio if you want to engage in real time they have the infrastructure to be able to do that they'll have a call in number they'll have the capabilities to have people on hold all of that stuff which we have at mile high radio you can do that if you'd like so we can do podcasts we can do live radio so it, it, it's just, it's easier for some people if they want to do it that way. Um, and they can bring about different, different, uh, if you want to take your show a different way, they can do that. Right. For, for podcasting, uh, and like you said, for consistency's sake, whether you're going to record it and it's going to be broadcast on the station, or whether you are going to do your show live, it does force you to be consistent because a lot of podcasters they will have certain days that they set up for recording and they can say oh I'm going to release a show you know every Thursday but there's no one pushing them to do it or if they you know if they're going to schedule and someone their guest has to cancel for some reason and they go uh I'm not going to record today. And then they're mm-hmm. not going to release a show that day. Right. Uh, and then the then, next week, and eh, they might not do it then either. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard. The other thing is that, 
yeah, I mean, because consistency is key. The thing that I like about internet radio, especially if you're going to do it live, you're getting information, you know, in real time as it happens. One of my things with podcasting, and every podcaster is different in terms of release schedule, but I've been guests on shows, and they will record so far ahead of time. My episode doesn't get released for sometimes almost two months. I forget what I said. Right. Yeah. Or even a month later, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them, it'll be six weeks because they're so busy and they're so focused on recording that I forget what I said. And I'm no longer mm-hmm. excited that I did that. Right. So chances of your guests being excited to promote. Yeah, um, they don't remember what they said either. Yeah. So I don't really, and maybe, you know what, something has changed and I'm not doing mm-hmm. what I said I was doing anymore. Right. And then I have to go back and listen to that show so that I can properly promote it. That is Mm -hmm. sort of one thorn in my side with podcasting. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I used to do my program live on Mile High Radio. You know, I I actually used to physically be in the the studio. Then I moved Mm -hmm. and we did do it live for quite a while. You know, technology didn't always cooperate. I was the very first program Monday mornings, and so sometimes, you know, things just weren't set up after the weekend, all those various things. But for me, I love pre-recording. Yes, so sorry for the folks who are listening to this live. It's really not live. (laughs) (laughs) But I try to not do it too far in advance, you know, because I have done programs that were months in advance. Mm. And, you know, I want to keep the content fresh, both Mm -hmm. for what we're talking about and what my guest is, is discussing, because... You know, they might say, well, I have a seminar tomorrow. Okay, well, that was, it's really, you know, it's broadcast two months from now, so that's very confusing. You know, all these various things. And so many times, especially with business, we're talking about things that are happening in the world. Um, You know, customer service. And, you know, we we continually have lots of things that we can talk about on customer service that are things that have just happened. You know, United throws somebody off of an airplane or you know, yeah. all these various things. And if it's not done in a timely manner, it gets very confusing. Um, yes. Now, the, the benefit to me to recording it is that I can have guests from around the world. You know, we're not having to worry about time zones, all those various things. And I can get things done in advance. But because it is on mile high, it has to be done and, and uploaded and all those various things. So I am forced to keep that schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Exactly. That's, so that's the benefit to that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So speaking of Mile High Lynn, what type of programs are we looking for? Well, you have to give them a pitch, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Mile High has a fabulous platform. Um, you know, I owned it, a different internet radio station I was co owner on, and that was set up completely different when Mm -hmm. coming to mile high, I was just like, wow, this is fabulous. What a great platform. It's done very, very well. And because technology is always evolving, it's great. Mm So, you know, we, comedy is actually one thing that, um, Bobby and I have talked about. He'd really like Mm -hmm. to see some comedy shows up in, up and coming comedians. Mm -hmm. Indie music is another big thing that, um, Mm -hmm we would like to be able to, to, you know, showcase up and coming bands that, mm-hmm. uh, want to be able to get their music out there in different ways. Oh, um, okay. we really want some humanistic type things. I think storytelling, mm-hmm. um, stories really bring people together. Stories help people feel not alone. Stories mm-hmm. sell. So I think some storytelling, Programming is something that isn't on Mile High that I personally would like to see on Mile High. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, yeah. and you guys make it easy to, to do. And, and that's what I love about it. And, you know, each each host is going to work with you guys in a different way. You know, so I'm not going to say I do this and then I do this and I do this because we do kind of evolve into what works best for each situation. But it's it, to me, it's it's the best of both worlds. You know, I get to have the the internet radio program and then I get to have it as a podcast later. Yeah, well internet radio that's what's great is because people all over are coming to the station which you can download an app 
you know, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, to listen to it on the go. The programming's fantastic. There's great music. It's a 24-7 radio station, so there's music in between the programming. But that's mm-hmm. what's so great is because there's people who are coming to the station for the music that might catch your show. And become mm-hmm. a loyal listener, or they've right. come to listen to another show. And mm-hmm. so we can all benefit from each other's programming and audiences. And that's what's so great about internet radio, too. Mm-hmm. So you're hitting those people and then, you know, the podcasting. But it's education is the big thing from understanding. You know, people have podcasts, it's not on internet radio, they call it a radio show. Radio and podcasting are two different things. Right. That's a big pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, you know, as media changes, and I'm speaking media as in television, radio, newspapers, that's where we're seeing these things evolve. Yes. Um, you know, and, and the, the cool thing is, internet radio, of course, is worldwide. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe Martians are listening also. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but it is something that I think is, is in more and more demand. Um, you know, people want that flexibility. They want to be able to, you know, listen on the go, you know, and, and you can't, unless you've got satellite radio, you can't do that with the programming. So I think that's definitely one of the big draws with Internet radio is, again, you can have listeners from around the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there is no corner. I mean, when I had my previous show, I would look at my stats and there would be listeners in countries I had never heard of. I know. You know, and, and it's like, what the heck? And and I tell people it's it's really funny because, you know, I have all these listeners in other countries and English sometimes isn't my best language. And so, you know, what the heck are these people doing with me? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But but it's it's a great way to be able to expand and, you know, I'll be honest, to be able to put national radio host as, as one of the things that I have in my LinkedIn profile, business cards, all those various things, that is very different than saying podcaster. It is, and there's there's the two different crowds, and some are dedicated to one, and some can be snobby in one mm-hmm. genre or another. Um, but, you know, if you are do internet radio, if you do do it live, they're always recorded and it becomes a podcast. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're hitting the best of both worlds. Right. The thing with internet radio as well, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been talking a lot today too, so it's <laughs> my voice is hitting me too. Too many interviews. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing with internet radio in terms, oh, see, and I totally lost my thought. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, oh, shoot. It was such good. I'm sure. You know, it's it, uh, there are such good benefits to internet radio as as yeah. you know, and we're not saying as opposed to podcasting because as we've mentioned, you can do both and make it work. Absolutely. But, you know, I keep in mind that my my first broadcast is on radio. You know, and and so it does to me make a little bit different format than if I were just doing it as a podcast. It is. So you run your show differently because right. people listen to a pot. They don't start listening to a podcast in the middle of it. Right. They listen to it at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to a live radio show, people are coming in. They may be there at the beginning, but a lot of times they're coming in different. So you're, the way you run your show is a little bit different. So I help hosts with that as well because mm-hmm. you're, you need to sort of, um, you need to set the stage again in the middle of your show. Right. So that people don't come in going, what are they talking about? Oh, I don't right. know what they're talking about. And they click away and they're gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if you, you know, you turned on a TV program and you missed the first 50 minutes. Well, you're not going to watch 10 minutes not knowing what was going on. Yeah. You're asking the person next to you going, what's going on? What? Yeah. Why are they doing that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, holy cow, Lynn. Speaking of time, we are out of time. Go so fast. And we didn't do. Th- I know, you know, and and which always means that we're having such fun with this. And we didn't talk about really one of the things I specifically wanted to talk about, and that is how to monetize oh, either yeah. your your internet uh, broadcast, your YouTube channel, your podcast, all those various things. So it just means we have to have you on again. So that's mm-hmm. that's very cool. But tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Well, people can find me. Um, we have a Grit and Grace TV has a Facebook page. So they can connect mm-hmm. with us there at uh, facebook.com forward slash grit and grace TV. 
mm-hmm. and they can see all our videos there. They can connect to our YouTube channel from there. Or if you want to see everywhere that we're available, you can visit our website at gritandgracetv.com. Cool. And how do they connect with you at Mile High Radio? Uh, they can reach out at milehighradiostation at gmail.com and they can Perfect. get me directly there. And you can, if anybody's interested in the guide that I have, if you want to start your podcast very simply and easily, you can always email me at info at Lynn, that's L-I-N-E, brunette, mm-hmm. B-R-U-N-E-T dot com and just say, hey, give me the guide. And I will gladly email that out to people, and it'll give them very basics of what they need and how to set up. I love it. Well, Lynn, we are done for the day. So sad. But we will definitely have you on again. So I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous time talking about podcasting, internet, radio, all those very things, various things with Lynn Brunette. And until next week, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.